contractor's journey to self-mastery requires discipline, integrity, and respect. Welcome to Hammer and Grind. Welcome to Hammer and Grind, the podcast built for contractors, real contractors, true stories, real solutions. My name is Brad Hebner, and I will be your guide on this journey to self-mastery. If this is your first time here, do me a favor and go leave a review, share it with another contractor. I want to get the word out and help as many as we can. If you want to keep the conversation going, check out our free Facebook group called the Contractor Profit Group. There's lots of great conversations happening in there. Or if you want to shortcut the pain of doing this the wrong way, invest in yourself by signing up for our paid coaching group called The Profit Club. You can find out more information about this at hammerandgrind.com forward slash The Profit Club. On today's show, we have a special guest, Drew Collins. He's the owner of Rocky Mountain Kitchen and Bath located in Colorado. And he's also one of our ambassadors inside The Profit Club. Drew, thanks for coming on today. I'm glad you're here. Well, thanks for having me, man. Appreciate you as a friend for sure. I've learned a lot about business and sales and a lot of the stuff that we talk about here in the profit sales system from you. And it's been awesome to be on this journey together for the last couple of years. So excited to be here. Yeah, absolutely, Drew. I I mean, we've known each other for, I don't know, maybe a year and a half, two years, somewhere around there. And uh I was a little bit hurt, uh, further ahead in the game when you came in and we kind of helped each other out and did some role plays together. I'm, <laughs> I remember <laughs> one of our role plays, and I don't know if you remember this, but I kind of like in the middle of the role play told you I was going to think about it. And then I said, all right, I'm calling you back now. And we like picked up the role play again. I don't, do you remember that one? Uh, I do have a vague memory of uh, feeling caught off guard and pretty freaked out about it. Yeah. <laughs> I know that uh, I always had the uh, image of like, oh man, he's going to be a high D on me and he's going to, it's going to make me, make me nervous. He might make me cry on the, on the call, but uh, no, Drew, I, I'm, I'm excited that you're on here. This has been a long time coming. We've been, I've been trying to get you on here for a while. The schedule just didn't work out, but like I mentioned, Drew is one of our ambassadors. He's one of our sales trainers in the profit club. Drew, along with Thomas, who you may have heard on the other podcast we did, are two sales trainers, and they do a phenomenal job around the profit sales system. So I brought him on today because I just want to talk to him about how it's affected his business and his life and and even chat about some of the different nuances involved in selling. So Drew, kind of give us a little bit of a back history of like your construction and where you started and how you got to this point. Yep. So I'm kind of third generation in the construction industry. My grandpa, my dad were general contractors, self-employed, doing new construction and remodeling. So I've always grown up around the tools and the trades and and that kind of a profession. I didn't necessarily follow in my dad's footsteps right away. Went to college, was involved in some other career opportunities for a while, and then about 10 years ago, the chips kind of fell into place for me to start working for myself. And so I started doing anything and everything, handyman stuff, remodeling stuff. Uh, I remember this was about 2009. So remember the, the 
the recession and the crash was hitting right then. I remember sitting in a parking lot with an actual phone book, yellow pages, literally, with a pen, pen going down through every construction company and remodeling company line by line in the yellow pages, calling, knocking on doors, beating the bushes, trying to pick up every little odd job I possibly could, just grinding it out to try to support my family. I had a wife and one child at the time. Now we have three. But yeah, that was that was how it got started. So that's that's actually pretty similar to when I started. I started in 2009, right when that happened. And a lot of contractors were leaving the industry as I was coming in. And I started out as a handyman business simply because it was the, the easiest way to get in, right? I didn't have to have a ton of tools and all that stuff. So I did not know that about you, that you were... Uh, started out and doing so were you kind of like doing subcontract work at that time or just literally anything you can get oh yeah I, I mean i was working as an independent subcontractor for some other guys i remember i'm about an hour north of denver i remember one job i took <laughs> for a guy antler well i shouldn't i shouldn't say the rest of his name i was gonna say it from memory but nice guy but he had like two sheets of plywood he needed replaced on the side of a detached garage in Denver. And so I drove like over an hour down to Denver, spent maybe two hours working on this job and then drove an hour home. I think he paid me like 50 bucks or something. I mean, it's just, oh, it was, that's crazy memories, man. Yeah. I mean, that I, I get that. You got to do what you got to do to, you know, to keep your family going. Unfortunately, I think a lot of contractors live in that mentality, even when it's a good time. You know what I mean? Even when you can charge whatever you want, like right now, where it's just gangbusters, they still live in that mentality of, I can't charge much. I can't do this and that. And so, they, unfortunately, they they live a rough life in their business. So, once you started your business and you on your own, um, like, what was that selling experience like before? Like, walk us through like a typical sales call that you would do. Well, Brad, would it be okay if I just jump back to your last comment real quick? Sure. You know, you mentioned a lot of a lot of people still live in in that kind of a mindset, and I I wanted to share that. I didn't expect to share it, but I'm glad I did, just because it helps me to remember where I've come from, and I, I think it's so so important to to talk about because. That is why the profit sales system and hammer and grind is so life changing to me, and so and so much of a, a treasure. Basically, is because without it, I think I would still be in that in that same mindset. So I, I just wanted to mention, I it, it's always good. In fact, I I've, I've got a pay stub here from a construction company that I used to work for. It's on my wall right here. And man, I was working for 15 bucks an hour for those people back at that time. And I just don't, I don't know, aside from, from God, somehow miraculously keeping the bills paid, I don't know how I did it. So anyway, I just wanted to kind of mention that, but now I need you to repeat your last question. Cause I forgot what it was. <laughs> no worries, man. I'm, pr I'm glad you, uh, Went back to that. That's some super powerful stuff you just mentioned there. Do you keep that pay stub as just a reminder? Like, is it up where you can see it? Oh, yeah. It's right here on my wall. I look at it every day. It is a reminder. It's not something that makes me bitter or angry. It's just it's just a good reminder of where I've come from and 
why it's important to you know talk about these things because I just you know just like you I mean there's so many people out there that we run into on a daily basis that are just living that life and there's so much more out there that they're missing out on. Yeah, I, I love that idea of having that pay stub. I wish I had some. That'd be a good good reminder for myself. No, the question was, uh, what was your selling experience like before? Well, my experience or my training was zero. If you're asking what it looked like for me when I sold at that time, is that what you're getting at? Yeah. Th- sorry for the misunderstanding. Yeah. like Kind of like, how was your sales process? That would be a better way of explaining it. What was your sales process prior to learning all this new stuff? Well, the biggest thing that stands out to me was that I, I lived under the mindset that it was my golden privilege to bow my knee and bend over to be able to work on someone else's home. And without them, I could never exist or sustain myself. So therefore, I needed to do everything I possibly could to make them that person happy and whatever price needed to be told in order to get the job. And whatever I could do to bend over backwards to serve this person of whom I was so privileged to work for. Those are the, that's the first thing that kind of stands out to me. Mm, man, that's, you said serve and that's literally what I was thinking. Almost like you were a servant, you know, slave to the master. And that you painted a very, very good picture of what that looks like. So and I, I, I did the same thing, man. Like literally, you know, I thought, well, that they're the one hiring me, right? Like I'm, I'm just the employee, basically like the employee to them and they're paying the bill. Like I had the same mindset. So, and it took a long time to get out of that. So, okay. So once you, with that mindset, like when you would, when someone would call and wanted a job done, I mean, would you just run out there and give them a price or how'd that go? Yeah, practically speaking, logistically was, yeah, run around, drive all over the county, uh, leave my wife and uh, and kids in the evenings predominantly because I was having to actually have tools on, be in the field eight, nine, ten hours a day, and then I'd have to jump in the evenings. I was doing uh, sales calls on Saturdays, and I would never give a price at the you know, initial visit to a customer's home or prospect's home. I would go there, take some pictures, take some measurements, shake hands, kiss babies, sing, dance, somersaults, whatever it took to try to smile and just make people like me and be impressed with all of my skills. And I would share information, you know, that I thought would be helpful for them regarding their project. Oh, this wall needs to be two by four. This wall should be two by six. And then I would drive home. I would spend hours, depending on the size of the project, typing up a really nice proposal. And then I remember literally every time I would look at the price and go through an exercise of figuring out how I could shave a little money off of here and a little money off of there to get the price lower to help out the customer to help me get the project. Then I would sometimes drive back, second trip, driving back, no idea if I was going to get the job or not, 
to the prospect's home, deliver the estimate in person, stand there, wait for their response on pins and needles, sweat rolling down my forehead. <laughs> and if I didn't do that, I would either email it to them and wait for their reply. Thank you so much for the opportunity to put this proposal together for you. I really hope you're considering hiring me for your project. And then I would, you know, hit send and pray. And Brad, that that was my sales process. And it's hard to talk about it. It really is. <laughs> I can almost hear the, the uh, and I don't know if embarrassment or agony of reliving that. Yeah, all uh, of it. And- yeah. <laughs> How much? I mean, I I do the same thing, man. I've I've always said I've said it before. You know, going back and looking at over all the stuff I've done, and you know, cheating myself out of my family out of over a million dollars by not knowing my numbers, and you know, like you literally what you just said, negotiate against yourself, like all of that stuff. I literally have done all of that as well. It's brutal. <laughs> I mean, it's it's just brutal, and I like I. But literally believe that that is the normal process for every contractor when they first start out, unless they've, you know, unless they're taking over their family's business or unless they had a mentor from day one who was, you know, successful in their business. Like that's, I just feel like that's what everybody goes through the trial and error of doing this and having that same mentality. And you and I both know, you know, we, we've talked to different contractors, lots of different contractors, and some people just have like a servant mentality, which is not bad by itself, but customers can pick up on that and they'll take advantage of it, right? Like, while you're here, can you fix X, Y, Z? And because they're, you know, naturally good servants and they want to make the customer happy, they just bend over backwards and do all that stuff. I mean, that's a little bit beyond sales, but... I think we've all done that. The whole driving out, you know, spending hours doing estimates. I can't tell you how many times I've done that. At one point, I I got a little bit smarter, Drew, and uh, I started asking for budgets on the phone. You know, like, what's your budget? And that would always be met with, well, we don't really know. We don't really have a budget. You know, we're kind of hoping you would tell us what it's going to cost. And and so then I would throw out my proprietary line of. Well, I mean, if I told you it was going to be $100,000 for this bathroom remodel, you'd probably say that's too much. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, that's way too much. We, we would never spend that much money. Okay, so you do have a budget. And then I would like just force my, you know, it's like choking them out and like, tell me what your number is. <laughs> how, do you think, how do you think that went over when we finally got to the meeting part? Uh, not good. So I, you know, that, that was an early adaptation of trying to, pre-qualify people in the sales process. So what led you to the point of like saying, I need to figure this out and do something different? Yeah. Thankfully I got there. I think it was just for me getting a little bit older, thinking more about my future, my family's future, realizing that doing what I was doing, the only way I was going to be able to make more money was either work more or harder. And I had no idea how I was going to do that because I felt like I was already doing as much as I could handle or start charging more. 
at the point at that point in in my business and my life and my knowledge of sales and all that. So since I couldn't work any harder or longer than I actually was already at that point, I decided, well, the only other option must be to charge more. Well, then that naturally led me to you know, having a little bit of a panic attack of like, well, if I charge more, what happens if people don't hire me? And then am I going to have enough work? And how are other people doing it? I mean, I see what seems to be other contractors doing similar stuff to what I'm doing that seem to be making a lot more money than me. And it wasn't just about the money. It's about, it's about the quality of life that I can give to my family, right? It's about it's about solving problems. You know, money makes problems go away, you know. It's, and so that's really what was was driving me to try to find something different. And I kind of just hit my ground zero level of frustration to realizing that there must be more out there to this that I don't know. And I just came to recognize that I needed to find some answers. And so I started looking, hunting, reading, watching everything I possibly could to get some help. That's very similar to, to my story too. I remember very distinctly thinking like, I know for a fact, like this is, I'm not just making this up. I know for a fact that there are other companies out here doing the exact same thing that I'm doing and they're very successful at it, Right. So the only thing that I can logically come to the conclusion of is that I'm not doing something right. It's not like, oh, I'm in the wrong business or I chose the wrong industry or I'm in the wrong town or whatever, because I could find people doing the exact same thing I was doing in my town and having great success with it. So therefore, I knew it was possible, right? It wasn't like I was trying out some new theory that no one's ever done before. And so I was like, there's something not right here. And that something has to be me. And it sounds like that was a very similar realization for you as well. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, okay. So you knew you needed to get some help. You searched around, you did some digging, some reading, watching. And I, and I imagine you found some, some success in this type of stuff. Because we didn't, I mean, you and I met before we started Hammer and Grind. and so. You had a little bit of experience already. How did, once you came into the Profit Club and you came in early on, I mean, you and Thomas were one of the first ones that came in and we asked you to come in and join and, you know, made you guys ambassadors because we, from previous experience, knew that you were good at sales. Like, what's the difference now? When you go out, and I don't mean like the process, I mean, just the experience of the sale now versus how it was before. Are you still feeling like you're the servant to the customer? Like, are you, is, is the process more of a mutual one? Like just the, just the experience of the sales, not necessarily the specifics of how you go about your sales process. Yeah. So that's exactly kind of what came to my mind when you first asked me about coming on to the podcast, when it, when it comes to sales, really I would sum it all up in, into the, the biggest difference between now and then, Brad, is just that I feel like I'm in control and, and not, not in a, you know, manipulative or, or, you know, dishonest way or anything like that. But I'm not afraid anymore. I'm not afraid because 
I know my numbers. I know my process. I know what's going to happen most of the time. And if I don't, I know how to figure out what will happen. And so there is no more sweating and chewing on my fingernails and, you know, dancing around wondering what's going to happen. And so just, just being more in control of my business, my sales process, how I handle prospects, clients, it's just, yeah, it's been life changing. Would you say that it's a better experience for your customers? Oh yeah, by far, by far. I could give an example just of a discovery call that I just had the other day. Would this be a good time to share that? Yeah, it'd be awesome. Go ahead. So, you know what my process was like before. Uh, Last week, I talked to some prospects on the phone and did a discovery call with them about a bathroom, master bathroom remodel, and then a second kind of hall, main floor bath remodel all at the same time. And found out that I was the third or fourth contractor that they had talked to. And none of the other ones had um, offered them any kind of a a design consultation service, which is what, you know, basically we charge to go to a person's home and and give an actual proposal. And they said, the prospect told me that it was the most enjoyable conversation that they've had with any contractor. And by far, in a way, they they really appreciated how I handled the call, found out that he he had actually been a project manager of of a of a different company, not in the construction realm, but in a different industry. But there were some similarities there with, with the actual discovery call. Basically, he just said it was by far and away the best call he's ever had with a contractor. And I sold a $1,000 design consultation over the phone, and we've got the appointment booked. And, and so you know, for me to be able to do that all from the comforts of my home in about a 20-minute phone call, and then jump back to being with my wife and kids. It's just, I feel like I'm living in a different universe than I was uh, 10 years ago. Well, I want to get a little bit more into that here in a second, but I want to touch on something here because you probably just blew like half the people's minds that are listening to this. So you sold a $1,000 consultation over the phone without ever stepping foot on their property. Yeah, not only without ever stepping foot on their property, but without ever meeting the prospect and his wife in person without ever seeing them at all, just just over that initial phone call, yeah. Now, when you said discovery call, that's what we obviously call the, the initial phone call where we discover, hence the name, discovery call, where, what they're wanting to have done, right? So what was their, when you told them that it was a $1,000 consultation charge, what was their reaction? Brad, I don't know if you'd believe me when, if I told you. <laughs> I mean, I kind of know where it's, what the answer is going to be, but go ahead and share it with everybody listening. Well, they actually told me they thought it was going to be more. Okay, so now you got my interest peaked. What gave them the impression that you that you can tell? Maybe you don't know the answer to this, but why would they think it was going to be more? Um. You know, I hadn't really stopped to think about that. My only thought was, well, dang it, I should have, I should have told them a higher price. (laughs) No, that's just my, that was just, I have a standard consultation charge depending on the size and scope of the project. I, I, I think now the only answer I could have to that would be 
that I must have just impressed them so much with with some professionalism and some level of expertise and, and knowledge in how I uh, ask the questions that I asked them on the call, and also how I packaged what we offer in that design consultation. So once I package that, they may have already had, and we've talked about this before, you know, it's not about the number, it's about the value that we bring to people. And so they may have thought there was an extreme amount of value that I was going to bring to them. So they were expecting it to be a higher price, but. Well, I can make some assumptions here because I know you drew and, and I mean, I listened to almost every one of the Thursday night calls that we do in the group and the sales calls and, I mean, I know you're phenomenal on the phone. I mean, one of our top trainers for sure. I'd say even the top trainer. I hope Thomas isn't listening. Thomas, I still love you. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I know you, Drew. I know you're really, really good. So it's it's interesting that you say that you know they probably feel the value based on the questions that you asked. And this is what we've talked about before. And this is what we talk about in the Profit Club is that when you start learning the profit sales system, you just come across as a whole different caliber on the phone, right? It's night and day. And and even if you're like new to this and you've only been doing it for a couple months and you don't even know the full, you know, all the word tracks and all the different techniques that we use, just like if you only know 10% of it, you're still night and day difference amongst all the other contractors that simply say, yeah, Drew, uh, just give me your address. I'll stop by sometime after work and take a look at it and get you some numbers. And it's it's just, I, we can't even, no matter how much you and I talk about this, you can't even put it into words, the experience, until you've actually got to experience it yourself. Would you agree with that? Yeah, definitely, 100%. It, it just elevates us and separates us from the next guy. And I, I very specifically said, I think it had to do with the questions that I asked them because there's probably a lot of people listening that might say in response to a question like that, well, it probably had a lot to do with all the information that I gave them. And I didn't give any information. I simply asked questions like I would if I was sitting with them at a coffee shop, wanting to get to know them as people and what they were excited about with their bathroom project. I mean, it literally shared no expertise, no knowledge, no technical information whatsoever during the call and sold a thousand dollar consultation. And, and I, I really believe that, you know, that's what sets us apart from from everyone else. And not that it's a competition, but it is. And I don't really care. What I care is about is how do I get control of my life and my business so that I can enjoy my family and and you know live live a life I'm, that I want to live and not be controlled by my business. So, yeah, I, I mean, I think you're you're exactly right. All right, I'm going to put you on the spot here for a second. What would you say to the contractors listening right now that say, "There's no way I could ever charge for a consultation," and the the term is loosely interjected with charging for estimates, even though they're not the same thing, but the term charging for estimates, you know, is it's kind of goes back and forth. So if a contractor is saying I could never charge for an estimate or charge for a consultation because of, you know, nobody else does it in my town or people won't do that or blah, 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 insert whatever, you know, excuse you want to use. Like, what would you say to that contractor? I would say I feel sorry for you because that's the exact 
kind of mindset that's going to keep you from reaching any further levels in your business than, than where you're at right now. That's a great answer. That's a great answer, Drew. So, okay. You talked about your personal life, like the quality of life for your family and stuff like that. I'm curious what your wife, Liz, what she thought about you and your business before you started the, you know, the profit sale system and, and learned how to actually sell. Like what was her thoughts about you and the business? Well, she's a, a warrior and a champion. I mean, I definitely outkicked my coverage, you know, marrying her. So I think I'm probably really blessed in that regard that she just is a very content, simple wife that uh, that I had it, I had it pretty easy. She's always been extremely supportive. But we've always, prior to understanding some of these concepts, we've always been under financial stress you know, under tension. And we look back on it now and, you know, remember those times of where she's always been supportive of, of me and the business, but there were definitely some seasons of, of struggle. Was there ever a time where she's like, you know, you're going out and looking at these jobs and spending all this time, you know, there's gotta be a better way. Like, did she ever come like approach you and say like, there's gotta be a better way? No. No, thankfully I was able to, I think just with God's blessing and, and some other skills, I mean, I'll, I'm always, I've always had a kind of a, a diplomatic kind of professional personality most of the time. So I, I was able to squeak by and, you know, when you're starting with nothing, it's kind of easy to show improvements every year. So over the last 10 years, obviously I've, I've had a better year than the year prior for probably 10 years in a row now. So, I mean, we, we were gaining some ground and things. And so we never got to the point of where she was really in tune with all that, probably because she was <laughs> busy raising three kids and working full time at home and taking care of everything that I wasn't taking care of. You know what I mean? Yeah, absolutely. Well, that's super awesome that, that you have a supportive wife like that. Sounds just like mine. My wife, she's always been very supportive of of me and the business. What about now? I mean, what does she think now about you know how your sales process and how you running the business? I mean, what's what would you say her thoughts are now about how things are? Well, now she's as big of a fan of the profit sales system as I am, by far. And if somebody tries to mess with that system at all she 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 goes on the defensive she gets just just as fired up about it as anybody so that's that's been kind of funny and and awesome to see but she just continues to be supportive she's you know she's pretty amazed with where we've come in the last couple of years for sure and so i've just been blessed man to have have her encouragement and support but she definitely is seeing the benefits and the result of it. And she comments on it, you know, about it on a regular basis of just how much better things are now than they used to be. And she does, she helps in the business now, doesn't she, with some design stuff? I mean, don't you, it's kind of like a team now that you guys are doing? Yep. She's does a lot of the consultation side of things when it comes to the design and, and client selections and all that kind of stuff. Definitely is a huge, huge help with that. And then she basically is 
an administrative assistant for me, does a lot of work with me in the office. She's learning more and more about the business side of things. I'm trying to teach her more about numbers and processes and things like that. And so she's really, she's really eating that up. You know, we're, we're at a phase in life right now where the kids are getting a little older now and they're all in school. And so she's got, she's got a a window during the day where she doesn't have to be a, a mom as much as she, as she used to. So we're definitely at a phase of life where she's able to jump in and help out some more. And she's, it's been really enjoyable. Well, that's, that's, uh, I love hearing that. I remember, uh, when we interviewed Kristen for a testimonial and she was sharing with her husband, Justin, you know, when you have these husband and wife teams that are working together, like sometimes it can be super stressful, right? Like, especially when you're not making money, if, if you're in that working together and, and it could be a bad thing to work with your spouse if uh, if things aren't going well. But if things are are going well and you have a system and everything is kind of going by design, it can be an awesome experience to work with your spouse. Would you agree with that? Oh yeah, for sure. I definitely would say it may not be for everybody. I, I would definitely say that even Liz and I spent a lot of time talking about her involvement and we, we took it pretty slow, mostly because I was worried about myself and how my lack of organization or leadership skills, I guess, if you will, or just my process up until that point, you know, for 10 years, basically I'd been running everything myself. So I had to learn how to be more patient, learn how to hand things off, learn how to let go of some things, you know? And so we, we kind of, decided together when we first started bringing her into more of the business side of things that we were just going to take it slow and kind of take some baby steps for maybe six months, see how we liked it, and um, and then kind of reevaluate from there. So I would probably encourage couples that aren't currently working together that are considering that, you know, do do something like that. Put a, put a time window on it of a commitment to reevaluate because then you, you leave yourself the possibility of backing out with no hard feelings if things aren't working out or finding a different solution to it or whatever, because, you know, there, there's no business that's more important than your marriage. That's for sure. Absolutely. Uh, my wife and I could never work together. <laughs> uh, as you could probably attest to knowing my personality. <laughs> uh, we're getting close to the end here, Drew. I got just a couple more questions and then we'll stop this podcast. But what would you like? How is your personal life now compared to before? Like, you know, the stress and all that stuff, free time. Like, how is it now? Yep, way less stress, way more free time. Profit sales system has allowed me to hire an operations slash project manager for for the business. I'm getting ready to make my second in house hire here in January. I'm able to take days off whenever I want, Brad. I know that might sound crazy, but I like to hammer and grind, but I like to rest and relax at the same time. <laughs> so I'm not a 24-7, 365 hammer and grind guy. I, I I kind of feel like, well, what's the point of working so hard and owning my own business if if I can't enjoy and rest a little bit of the time? So, I mean, that that's all, all of that is due to the profit sales system. I could go into family vacations. I could go into Christmas presents for the kids. I could go into, you know, financially a lot of a lot of things also that have, that have changed for us that are all due to 
you know, the concepts and techniques and stuff that, that we talk about all the time in the group. Well, I appreciate you sharing that. And also, I mean, how about those hunting trips you've been going on? Oh yeah. It's that time of year, man. Fall in the fall. I'm, I'm, I'm getting ready to take my, my wife and daughter are kind of a last minute trip to see my wife's mom and her parents, my wife's parents and family, they're, they're heading out. So me and my two boys, they're 10 and eight right now. And, uh, we're loading up the truck kind of as we speak, Brad recording this podcast to head, to head out to a, for a, for a weekend. And we're going to get them out in the woods, do a little deer hunting. And so I get to spend a whole weekend with my boys and I'm going to be making money and work's going to be getting done while I'm gone. So pretty, pretty cool. Man, that's amazing. Like that's like the dream right there. Make money while you're playing, spending time with family. Well, one last question, Drew. If a contractor's on the fence about, you know, investing in themselves and, and not even like joining the Profit Club, just investing in themselves and their business, what would you say to them? What advice would you give them? What if it's the best decision that you ever made? I love that. I'm going to write that down, Drew. I'm stealing that from you. <laughs> we have we have a mutual friend James Miller that asked me that question last year before I signed up for a fifteen thousand dollar business coaching program fifteen thousand dollars Brad I never dreamed I'd ever if if <laughs> if if my dad who I learned everything I learned everything I know of construction from if he knew I he doesn't even know this but if he knew that I was investing fifteen thousand dollars into a coaching program for my business he'd think I'd lost my marbles I'm gonna tell you right now the thing that put me over the edge for that and it's changed my life was was our buddy James Miller asking me that question what if it's the best decision that you ever make and um you know, I've applied that to a lot of other areas of my life, not just in business or coaching or whatever it might be, but it's it's been a powerful question for me in a lot of other areas too. I love it, man. I love that quote. Uh, James Miller has an amazing story too, uh, our mutual friend. And so I could see that being a super powerful question coming from him and, and, you know, allowing you to make a decision that's changed your life. So Guys, I want you to know that, like I said earlier, uh, Drew is one of our ambassadors in the Profit Club. If you didn't pick up on it on this interview, I mean, he's the real deal. Drew is a better, better at the profit sale system than I am. Like, no hands down, he is just, just a wordsmith. And if you want to learn from Drew and from Thomas and from everyone else in the group, you know, I've, we've tried to create a community for contractors, a place for contractors to come together and just encourage each other. Everyone in there is very encouraging and it's, it's just an amazing place to be. So if you want to learn more about that, like I said earlier, you can check us out, go to our website, hammeringride.com forward slash the profit club, get some more information there. And that's going to be it for today's show. Check us out on our social media posts, Instagram, TikTok, Facebook. We're all over the place. Look us up, hammer and grind podcast. That's it for today. I appreciate you. And until next time, be your best you.